What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Muck and Meyer podcast. Keith Clock and Brandon Fury joining you on a Monday morning. Fury, what's up, man? Another victory weekend. Yes, sir. Feeling good. Three in a row. Yeah, indeed. Um, We are going to have a special guest, uh, or I guess we try to have a special guest every week. Uh, And this week will be uh, sophomore quarterback Michael Schmelzer. Uh, he'll be joining us in just a couple of minutes. So when he comes on, uh, we'll have an opportunity to maybe look backwards a little bit at what uh, what's happened. But Brando, with you, I want to look forward a little bit. Uh, uh, this weekend, uh, you guys got a break in so far as some other results around the state. Scotch Plains with a big victory uh, this week to get a bunch of residual power points uh, over to our end. And now we go into the third game of a three-game homestand, final regular season game against an undefeated Cranford team ranked number four uh, in the state. Just as you have started to prep for them, I'm sure, what are you seeing from them on tape? Because I, from what I hear, your job specifically might be a little difficult this week. Yeah, well, their, uh, their O-line and D-line is unbelievable. Um, they, got, they have a kid going to Illinois. Um, they got a 6'7 tackle. Uh, they have six two guard, six foot center. Their smallest lineman is like my size, so that kind of puts in perspective. Um, so it's 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 gonna be a challenge, but we're ready for it. I don't I don't look at it as like you know they're seven and zero or three and four. I look at it as we're three and zero, and they're seven and zero. It's two undefeated teams going at it because that's kind of how we we feel like we had a new season after those first four games and it's been that's how that's been our mentality and, and that'll continue to be our mentality we're not going to back down from them specifically you know i mean obviously you know you're going to bring that tough mentality into everything that you're you know that you do and um but i mean i guess when you get into specifics of how you combat a situation like that is there uh, a a strategic approach that you guys can take you know when when just physically you're kind of maybe a little bit outmanned yeah, I mean, it's just just doing our job. If if we if uh like on defense, I know we Cranford wants to run the ball. Um, if we're in our gaps and, and aligning right, um, then then it's just about going out and playing football, and and that's what we do. And uh, and we're we're honestly we're ready for it. Um, and I think the biggest thing shown by the, the Scotch Plains Woodbridge game is that. It's high school football. Anybody can be beaten on any night. We dismantled Scotch Plains, and then they go out and beat a, one of the better teams in the state. Um, and and, and that, that can happen this Friday. Um, we're just going to all have to do our jobs and, and do it for 48 or more minutes. Do do both of the – or do those guys play both sides of the ball the way you do, or is they, are they just offensive linemen? Um, they actually rotate together at nose, so they'll be – They'll be switching in and out. So basically, you get you get to see them all game long, and they might even be a little bit fresher, is what you're telling me. Yep. That'll uh, okay. That'll be it. So uh, I have to say, if there was anybody I was going to count on in a situation like that, you'd be my man. So <laughs> uh, you know, now personally, when you when you think about a matchup like that, you know, you always say and do the right things. It's it's almost like you have your own PR assistant there telling you what to say because that's I just. I think a reflection of who you are as a human being, but um, just dropping the the curtain for everybody a little bit, you personally, like 
what do you do? What's your mindset in a situation like this? Do you feel an extra burden, you know, like um, this, or is it really not like that? I mean, I really every game this year, I've I've just felt an, a little bit of an extra burden just being a senior captain. Um, and in this one, it's it's no different. I'm I'm just I'm excited to go against guys at that level. You're not going to see much better on a week to be basics than uh, than an Illinois commit. So um there's there's not much better than that so i'm looking at it as, as an opportunity to uh to show that i can compete with the best and and that's what i'll do you know i don't i don't really think that like you're you're born with confidence you don't pop out of the womb with confidence um i think that confidence is something that is grown over time is there a a, a time or a moment or a game that you look back to that you can say like yeah, I, I felt like, okay, I am like supremely capable to do this. I, not only am I capable, I am probably one of the better guys. And if I believe in myself in some kind of way, you know, that's going to come out. Is, is there a moment in your brain, in your career where that light switch kind of turned on? Yeah, well, actually, um, it happened against Cranford my sophomore year, which was my second game. Um, and and they, they had this stud nose guard who uh, is playing at Holy Cross now. Um, and and just being able to to go toe-to-toe toe -to -toe with him um, and, and make plays on him and, and beat him uh, just helped me see that, like exactly what you said, that I, that I can do it and I'm more than capable of it. Offensive linemen, I think, are generally regarded kind of like catchers in baseball as the uh, – probably uh, outside of quarterback, quarterback, the, the most intelligent guys on, on a football team, because there's so much more than just big guy against big guy. And, you know, you got to understand where everybody's going and where you want angles and where you want to move people to. Right. Um, when you get into a situation like you're going to see on Friday, where uh, physically it's going to be, you know, you'd hope a, a, a an even matchup, you know, or very close in one direction or the other on every snap. Right. But from a, per, a cerebral standpoint, how do you go into a matchup like that, where, you know, it's going to be a physical test of everything that you have to do to be able to make those mental adjustments from rep, rep to rep. What does that look like for an offensive lineman? Well, it's just, it's just really just focusing on like the next play. Um, you know, you're not going to make every block, especially when you're going against guys at this level. Um, they're they're going to make plays. Um, just like they're looking at it like like our D-line will make plays. Um, and it's just about getting the next one um, and, and keep, keeping your head in it, staying poised, because uh, when, when you trust your technique and, and you're confident in it and you know what you're doing, um, it, it starts to just come easy and, and you'll, you'll pick it up. The... I guess the I'm so interested in like the psychology of everything. That's why I always kind of get into that stuff with you because I know you can, you know, you can take us yeah. in, in, inside of it a little bit. And I think that that's interesting, but um, now just globally as being one of the leaders of the team and, you know, the last three games, certainly I think went a long way to helping you guys build up some confidence. And then now I'm sure younger guys on the team will go like, Oh, well, this isn't, Franklin this isn't you know what I mean how do you as a leader say 
you you have to take what you learned in those last three games. And this one is no different than the last three. Um, well, first off, you you just gotta build use that as as just confidence and and, and trust that um that what you're doing is, is gonna work. It's because it's it's our stuff. All right. We're we're not we're not gonna change what we do against just because we're going against a better team. Um, we're going to find different holes that we can hit on them. Um, but it, it, it's still our stuff. So it's just about keeping that, that mindset. Um, and Scotch Plains was a very good team. Um, I think that was a really underrated win for us. Like, like that, that was a big game against a good team. And, and I think that really prepared us. And I think the way the schedule kind of played out where Franklin was a little bit worse, so that could kind of ease Mike into it. Um, and then jumped right into it with Scotch Plains. And that was just such a big confidence boost. And then obviously a lower level of competition last week just to get us ready for this one. And um, I know we'll be ready. I'm so confident in our team. Uh, Coach was saying in a practice yesterday, the young guys, the first year starters, they're, they're not young guys anymore. We're, we're very far in. We're seven games in. So um, they're going to be ready to play and they're going to have to be ready to play because it is a good team. And, and and there's going to be times where we do everything right and, and they still probably will put points on us. And and that happens. That's football. It's just about staying poised and, and continuing to do our stuff. I'm going to uh, let Mr. Schmelzer in the room here as you get a look at Fozzie. The Fozzie is very excited about what you have to say, obviously. Uh, and as we let Mike in, I got one more question for you, Brandon, before we turn our attention over to Mr. Schmelzer here, who's just joined us. But, you know, you talked about the next playoff. You know, uh, you have to focus on the next play. And I hate to give any credit at all in the world to Drew Brees um, because we just know that I despise the Saints and <laughs> Drew Brees has been the uh, the bane of my Falcon existence for the last 15 years. But, uh, it, you know, he said you play these games against good teams and sometimes you're going to get down because, you know, the other team's going going to make plays and you can't win the game down 18 on the next play like you have to take what's there on the next play so that you can there can be a next play like you if you try to force this you know it's like that old madden syndrome when you were 12 years old well i'm just going to throw deep on every play because you know i'm down by 30 well that's pretty stupid because you're going to get picked off you know so when you think about it from just that next play mindset i think that's like it can be a cliche if you don't really think about what's actually happening like yeah. you just had a 300 pound dude run into you and now you have to go like okay i have to just completely forget that another mountain of a human has run into me and i'm going to go run into him on the next play but for you like what is that like what is that a mental mind you know what or how do you tr actually do the thing of focusing on the next play um I mean, it, it is kind of a cliche, but it's just it, you, you just got to be able to flush it out and, and, and just just it's all about focus and, and knowing your job and trusting yourself, trusting the guys next to you. Um, and, and when you do that, it just it makes it a ton easier when when you're confident in the guy on your right and the guy on your left and they're confident in you. That's when the offense and the defense can really click. Well, I'm going to now introduce uh, the man who has just joined us here. You've seen him uh, be silently on mute there for uh, for a couple of minutes. Uh, it is the sophomore quarterback of the Montgomery Cougars, uh, Michael Schmelzer. Mr. Schmelzer, how are you, buddy? Hi, how are you? I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. Pleasure to be here. 
All right. Good. Happy to have you. Uh, so let's give everybody a little bit of your background. Uh, a Montgomery kid uh, decided to uh, go to Notre Dame uh, for freshman year, transferred back uh, for sophomore year, had to sit um, and started playing three games ago. I don't think it's a coincidence. Montgomery's 3-0 since then. Um, as Just give everybody a little insight. What was the decision like uh, you know, as you were making it in like, you know, grade eight going like, ah, all right, I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to come to Montgomery. I'm going to go to Notre Dame. What, what was the, the thought process there? Um, so at first I just wanted to get myself like with all the COVID stuff, there's a lot of new stuff going on. Um, my parents just thought it would be a good idea to maybe look into a Catholic school because Notre Dame was kind of on an uprising. Um, however, I went there, it didn't really work out too well. I still like had nothing against the school. You know, they're awesome guys, awesome coaches, awesome teammates. Um, I just thought I had a, a huge opportunity here. There's a great team here, and it's been awesome so far. I'm so thankful I made the decision. Well, I think we're all thankful that you made the decision to come <laughs> back with how it's worked out, right? Uh, that's the first thing. Um, is there were there butterflies coming back? You know, about just, I would have to imagine as like a 15, 16 year old kid, you know, you to say like, all right, am I going to be welcomed back into this team? What, what was that set of emotions like for you? Um, so originally Notre Dame, they wanted me to switch my position and wanted me to play more on defense. Um, and I was kind of taking it like I was going to do that. And I wasn't really planning on coming back until this guy, Brandon, he started texting me and asking me like questions and stuff. He wanted me to come back to Montgomery. And we just kind of like, it started off as kind of just like an afterthought. I wasn't really considering it too much. And then as the days went on, I started to really like think about it more. And then eventually I just came to the decision to come back. Um, I was a little nervous that it wasn't going to work out at first. You know, I had to stay confident with the whole sit down. It was tough like learning that I'm going to have to like sit for four weeks. It was tough watching sometimes, but I'm just so thankful I got back. Now, uh, to my understanding, um, you could have played a week prior against North Hunter. Is that correct? Like in terms of eligibility? Mm -hmm. And I actually was thinking about this the other day as I was kind of just taking stock of the season and doing, you know, my prep for this and, you know, my prep for the game from for Friday of what a, a I thought a, a great job to not play you in that game. And I know that may sound backwards, but I was thinking about it from like an NFL perspective, you know, cause you know, when these rookies get drafted, it's like, when are we going to see them, you know, and what position might we put them in? Like it was the big Justin Fields playing in week one against the Rams. Like, do you want Aaron Donald six feet, you know, six inches away from him in, in his first NFL start. And I thought that uh, there was a kind of similar thing for you. If there was a transition point, that fifth game of the season felt like one where the coaching staff could put you in a position to really have some success early because I mean, at least, and maybe I'm overthinking this and you can tell me what, you know, what your mindset is that, you know, you go out there and you have some early success in those games. I, I really feel like that's a, um, I guess just a much easier building block than going out there and have it be a, even a middling performance, you know, like an eight for set, you know, 17 or eight for 18 performance. Maybe you throw a pick, maybe you throw a touchdown kind of thing, but to go out there and really play consistently well, I feel like probably set you up in a really positive way. Mm -hmm. 
Um, the coaching staff, they did a great job, like, getting me ready. Um, the North Hunterton game, that week, like, I didn't, I, I didn't have a, I had, like, one week of practice. Like, it wasn't really, because when, during the transfer sit-down, like, my reps were, my reps were very limited during practice. I didn't really get that much because they had to get other guys ready to play. Sure. Um, so they did a great job getting me ready for Franklin. And an extra week really helped me out and got me some success and a lot of confidence going forward. So now you throw that ball up the seam, your first touchdown pass as a Cougar. Just talk about just raw emotion. What What is that feeling like? It was awesome. It was one of the best feelings I ever had. It was amazing to feel that way. Do you feel like a, a sense of vindication when, you know, when that happens, you're like, wow, I like, I made the right call doing this. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm home. I felt better. I felt so much better to be here. One of the things that I have, I was talking to uh, a father of a, of a couple of Montgomery graduates yesterday. I just happened to be with him um, reffing a college lacrosse game. And I was telling him about you. And I said, you know, the thing that's really impressed me is his mobility. And he said, Oh, he can, he can run. And I said, yes, but I, and then I qualified it. And I said, but if you ask me, just to describe his playing style, I would say he is not a running quarterback. He is a passing quarterback who is actually quite mobile. And I, and to me, I didn't really know what to expect from you, Mike. I, you know, if I'm being totally honest, obviously, why would I, it's not like I'm scouting the middle school, you know what I mean? And uh, the couple of times where you have been remarkably decisive in putting your foot in the ground and taking off and getting that yardage where you need to uh, while still certainly keeping your eyes down the field because you've been, you know, you've thrown on the run quite well this season as well. Just take me through that. I guess I want to understand the mindset of like how you have been able so early in your career to be as decisive as you have been. Um, It comes with being confident in my receivers, my offensive line. Like they, they give me so much confidence just knowing that they're going to do their job and they're not going to, you know, mess me up or anything like that. And, um, I can always trust that they're going to find space, try to get open, that they're going to be there when I need to throw the ball or when I need to run the ball. My offensive line has done a great job protecting me, and um, you know, I couldn't do any of it without them. I really thought this past weekend was a great display of the, the variety, I think, that, that you have in terms of your ability to throw the football. There were times where you drove the football up the middle of the field when you needed to with with – you know, accuracy and pace. And then there was certainly, you know, again, throwing on the run, a, a, a tremendous touchdown pass to Jenkins, which you've done a couple of times this year. Mm-hmm. Um, then you throw a, a, a fade pass to Davino with a, a great deal of touch. You convert a fourth down on the sideline with precision and accuracy. How is the variety in your game developed? And how do, how do you, uh, I guess, what is the feeling like of having to understand how much oomph I have to give here versus how much touch I might have to give there in terms of layering the football when you throw down the field? Um, I've always just trying to learn how to, uh, I've been taught to like learn how to uh, have like a feel for the game. Um, I had a great, I have great quarterback coaches with Cardi. Um, also Tony Rassiope who trains me. He's always taught me you can't always be one speed. You know, you have, there's different situations where you have to lead receivers, different times and places where you have to put the ball right on them. And they've all done a great job teaching me. 
and like what to do, what to do, like everything helps. I think there was no greater an example of, you know, your development, you know, even in three games, you know, that's certainly not a long period of time, but yet I, I think we saw it was this, the screen pass touchdown to Benitez. I think, you know, if you looked at those types of plays at Franklin in your first start where it, you know, it looked a little uncomfortable in terms of getting the ball out there in that space, you know, with that timing versus it looked like you guys had done that a million times, you know, in the game on Friday, talk about how comfortable you've been and how much more comfortable you are from game one to game three. Um, experience, like getting this experience is just awesome. And it's just helping me get better and better every game. Um, learning from mistakes, you know, trying to keep everything in mind, what I can do better, what I did good. Um, but yeah, I still have, I have so much confidence in Alex. Like when I throw, when I to play design to go to him, I know that he's going to do the right thing. And it's just, I'm so much more comfortable now being done it before. Brando, what about for you, man? You know, you obviously, you know, you've been as intimately involved in this uh, quarterback change as anybody as you're the, the only person on the field that touches the ball on every play, uh, quite literally. Um, how have you, or have you had to change your playing style at all, you know, between when Alex is back there and now when Mike's back there? Um, my, my playing style hasn't uh, changed much with, with them switching. Uh, it's just more, more confidence, uh, obviously in Mike, I, I know what he's capable of. Um, and, and I, I'm one of the people that's not surprised by uh, his performances because it's what I expected. And um just knowing that now we can have both of them on the field at the same time is um, just makes an offensive lineman feel a lot more comfortable. Um, like as, as you saw last Friday, we had a couple of read options where like it, Mike can run it almost just as well as Alex. And um, it just makes us feel much more comfortable up front. There's a play, Mike, and I, and I'm, I'll find it. Um, you know, before the end of the year, I think it was, you know, it was in the Franklin game. I, I, I don't want to say that but for, for sure. Um, it was either Franklin or Scotch Plains where you moved in the pocket to create more room in the pocket. It, it, it I watched it happen. And I thought to myself, though, I didn't have a chance to say it on the air. This is the first time I'm saying it on the air that I said, that looked like an NFL quarterback just manipulating the pocket, maneuvering himself to be able to step up and create space, you know, and I don't think I'm telling you anything you don't know here, but for a player, your age to have that kind of maturity and kind of calmness to just not panic when bodies are flying at you in that kind of proximity, how have you been able to develop something and a skill like that at an, at such an early age? Um, it comes with playing football for sure. Just like learning how to like what's gonna happen, like being comfortable with his speed. But it also comes with like awesome coaching. Now, um, I referenced Tony before. He always taught me to stay balanced whenever I move, and that really has helped me a lot. And it's just awesome coaching. Also, adds on to that in a huge way. How do you prepare, Mike, from game to game? You know, what what is your preparation from Saturday now and take us through what that looks like from Saturday leading into next Friday against Cranford? Um, I'm always making sure I'm healthy for the game. I always want to make sure I'm ready physically. And then mentally, I'm always making sure I know what the defense is going to do, 
I'm always in the film room. We watch film like every day during practice. Um, I just try to keep my head in it, stay focused on the next opponent and not dwell in the past on what happened like last week. And I always look forward to the next opponent. There's a great, um, and this will be the last uh, serious thing we say, and then I want to get into some fun stuff. The, uh, there's a podcast episode, and I've talked about this uh, on the air during basketball season, I, I think, um, about the Russell Wilson uses this concept of getting back to medium and not you know, ever getting too high or too low. We'll, we'll, we'll all sit down and listen to that one day. I, I think it's, uh, it's just fantastic. And the guy who said it, it tragically passed away from cancer didn't tell anybody he had cancer. And the guy was like my age, um, Jen, and just died. It was, it was crazy. But um, that's another story for another day. So let's get into the fun stuff. All right, Schmelzer, rapid fire off the top of your head. Uh, favorite uh, pro or college football team? Giants, pro, uh, college, Rutgers. Okay, well, I'm sure that there's just Rutgers people all over the world, the, the state going like, finally, there's a there's a homegrown kid that might want to stay at home. Um, <laughs> uh, and Giants, I think I guess it speaks for itself too. You and Benitez can hang out. Fury, I'm glad it's snowing in your house. That's why you need that beanie. Good job. <laughs> um, <laughs> what not uh, non football team? Uh, baseball like the Yankees, um, basketball the Knicks, and then college basketball Rutgers too. Favorite athlete growing up? Probably Eli Manning. There's a jersey right back there. Okay. Uh, you watch that Monday night, the Monday night uh, broadcast with him and Eli, or him and Peyton, rather? I do sometimes, yeah. I think it's, they're, I think they're actually pretty fantastic. I feel like it's almost like if you put the Meyer, like the Meyer watching a football game, like they clown, like kind of like we do, just basically yeah. should tell you a bunch of idiots we are. Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, have you had enough time at the high school to come up with a favorite teacher yet? I wouldn't say yet. I like all my teachers, though, for sure. Uh, politician. I bet. Um, favorite athletic memory that you participated in in your lifetime? Um, I'm not really sure, but this season has definitely been up there because it's been just so awesome to be here. Well, listen, I think I speak for everybody when I say uh, you have far exceeded any expectations that uh, so far that anybody could have uh, could have put placed upon you. Um, and it's just been a lot of fun from from the now the the broadcasting standpoint, what you've been able to to bring to the team uh, and allowed everybody to do has just been pretty awesome. So uh, congratulations on the success you've had so far. And uh, I can't wait for Friday. Yep, me too. Thank you. You got it. Fury, party shots. What do you got, buddy? Let's keep it rolling. Uh, get this one on Friday and, uh, and roll into the playoffs. Let's go. No doubt. No doubt. That's been Brandon Fury and Mike Schmelzer uh, on another episode of the Muck and Meyer podcast. We will close out the uh, third of a three-game homestand on Friday against undefeated Cranford live in the Meyer at 6.30 p.m., uh, don't miss, uh, you know, any of it at all. Pretty excited for the whole thing. Boys have a great football Sunday and, uh, we will see you on Monday at school. Thank you. You got it. Yeah. It's been another, another episode of Muck and Meyer.